Welcome to the Lead with Empathy podcast. I am your host, Holly Logan, and here we are going to have meaningful and hopefully some fun conversations about motherhood, parenthood, illness, disease, physical and mental wellness, nutrition, and beyond. And as the title implies, we lead here with empathy. With that said, let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I think the theme of this month is just going to be health and nutrition because when I had reached out to a group that I have on Facebook where I sometimes put these things out there of looking for podcast guests, I, I got a lot of health and fitness coaches, let's be honest, is the season and had a conversation today with Rachel Ellie, who is a nutrition coach. And we talk about diet culture and nutrition culture and all of that for particularly women and mothers. She works with other people, but that is just where her passion is having four kids and living a crazy life and really wanting to find that balance of love for food and not having shame, but also eating nourishing meals. We also am excited for her. She will be coming out with a course soon that is focusing on all of this, developing a positive relationship with food and also giving you like tangible things like shopping lists and food guides, etc. And I know that this is a lot of work. Developing these courses is a lot of work and this is clearly with her passion is. So I'm really excited for her. All of her details, including her Instagram, her website, and information about her course will be linked in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy today and welcome Rachel to Lead with Empathy. Welcome, Rachel, to the show. I've already given my audience an intro, but can you tell us what got you into the nutrition space? What's your background? Is this something you started out in nutrition and you're kind of transforming into a new business for yourself or is this a completely new realm for you? Not completely new. I've been in the nutrition world for a few years. I was in my pre-kiddish life. I was a special ed teacher. And then after I got pregnant with baby number two, I decided I was going to stay home. Very naively thinking staying at home would be easier than <laughs> working. I was way wrong on that. So honestly, nutrition kind of just happened. I always kind of struggled with my weight. But then after baby number three, I like really struggled. Like everything I was doing before that I had done, you know, throughout like my 20s, my late teens, you know, after baby one and two wasn't working. And I was really frustrated. I was just like, I don't understand. And I was doing a system that's out there that has worked for me for years and it just wasn't working anymore. And I just kept saying, like, how can I like, should I be eating less food? Like, I just didn't know. Like this, the program that I was utilizing, it worked for me, but it didn't teach me how to eat properly. Right. Like it gave me a certain amount of points and then I could use those points. But I didn't know, like, I should be eating more protein and I should be eating healthy fats and all of those things. So I ended up hiring a nutrition coach. And then that kind of spiraled me into deciding that I wanted to be a nutrition coach because as a mom, I see so many other moms like at birthday parties, right? Like you go to so many kid birthday parties, all the moms are like, I can't have the pizza. I can't have the cake. And I'm like, you can have the cake and the pizza, you know, but it took me a long time to get to that mindset, right? So that kind of is what brought me into like the mom world of nutrition is just wanting to help other moms find that balance of I can enjoy my food, but I can still feel good in my own skin. What did you do for training to get into the nutrition space? So I have my precision nutrition certification. And did that dive into women specifically? And like motherhood or was it just kind of overall and then you've niched down into like, I want to really focus on helping moms because this is I've been there. You know, this is the me. We're always qualified. I hear, you know, we're always qualified to help the person that we used to be. So that would just became your passion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the precision nutrition is really like it's just like an overview of nutrition. There is some specifics in there about like 
how to handle various things dependent on age, gender. But yeah, it was really just coming from a place of I've been there. I know the struggles, like especially having four kids. I know busy and I know chaos, but I also know wanting to feel comfortable in your skin and have the energy you want and need for your kids. So that was really where I was like, that's what I want to really help. And I do help other people if need be, but I really enjoy working with moms. I just had a huge conversation with someone else about nutrition as well. And I'm sure you can relate with this, that it's not, you just mentioned it really about the birthday party thing Mm -hmm. as women or as anyone to restrict ourselves or to have this guilt of, oh, if I eat that piece of pizza, then, you know, that's X amount of points, which means I can't have this or I have to hop on a treadmill because I have to work that off. Guilt in our food is such a huge topic. So is that a huge piece when you're working with clients or you're talking about like guilt and shame with food and not having that type of restrictive behavior, but really enjoying food and understanding how it makes us feel and um, how it does nutritionally impact us? Yeah, no, that that is like a huge conversation. And I think it's one of those things that most people don't even realize they need to address is that like relationship that they have with their foods in order to create sustainable habits, right? Like, and because that was my issue, like I would lose the weight, but my relationship with foods was still pretty negative. You know, I had that good food versus bad food Mm. minds. So that's a lot of what I do with my clients. You know, the first thing I always ask clients when we hop on a call is like, what's your bright spot? You know, over the last couple of weeks, since we haven't talked, what was like one positive thing that happened? And they're always like immediately like nothing. I ate cookies and I did this. And I'm like, okay, well, let's like back it up, you know, like and then we'll kind of like dive in a little bit. But yeah, it's usually like whenever they're talking about a struggle or something they don't feel good about, it's usually always about, well, the cookies were on the island and I just couldn't control myself, especially recently with the holidays. You know, it was like, oh, there was a holiday and there was just too many desserts and like I just couldn't control myself. We usually dive into the mindset of like, well, why couldn't you save the cookie for tomorrow? You know, instead of having six cookies today, couldn't you have had like two cookies today, two cookies tomorrow, and then two cookies the next day? And then like kind of just getting into that idea of they're always available. There's no good food versus bad food. You can have a cookie whenever you want a cookie. And then that takes some of the power away from that food. Right. Because that's what I think a lot of women and moms and just really anybody like you give so much power to some of these foods and you put so much energy into worrying about are they good foods? Are they bad foods? Are they going to make me gain weight? You know, whatever the outcome. But yeah, like really diving in with clients like, okay, well, you ate the six cookies. How did that make you feel? You know, and like there doesn't need to be guilt or shame attached to it. But did you feel good, right? Like, did you feel like, did your stomach feel good? Like, did you have, like, did your energy like crash an hour later? You know, like, those are the things I really help them like dive into and try to figure out around those foods. But yeah, that food mindset, good food versus bad food, guilt, shame, all of those things are things I dive into a lot with my clients. I feel like it's so deeply ingrained in our culture, too, because of the yo-yo dieting culture that we can probably relate to or see like with ourselves when we were even teenagers or 
our mothers or grandmothers and all of these like craze diets, especially this time of year. It's really hard when it's just everywhere in us and pushed to us all the time. Now, I do think that it's important to have good nutritional baseline. And I don't think we can just say like, I'm going to eat six cookies and I feel good about it. And as you said, you can, if you eat six cookies, like that's great. But like, how do you feel? And if you don't feel good, that's something to be very mindful of. And I think understanding food really does can drive our energy, like you said, our bloating, our constipation, our diarrhea symptoms, our fatigue, our irritability, you name it, you know, crash our blood sugar. It's all related. What do you think are like your top nutrition myths? When you said, I think to me in an email, like you help or on your webpage, you try to help dispel the nutrition myths. What is one that kind of pops to mind that is so common that you hear all the time and you're like, well, this is actually not correct because of X, Y, or Z. I love that question. Um, there's so many. I feel like the, the biggest one is carbs, right? Like a lot of times I work with clients and we start and we talk about macronutrients, right? Like you should be eating protein, carbs, and fats. And sometimes they're just like, you know, a deer in headlights when I say that, or we'll have conversations and they're like, I just like, I'm so tired all the time. I'm like, well, you probably need to eat more carbs. And they're like, but they're going to make me gain weight. And I'm like, well, no. And then like, you know, of course I give education on like why you need protein, why you need carbs, why you need fat. But it's just that the carbs is one of those things. It's just, yeah, I feel like if you were born in like the 80s and you grew up in that low fat diet culture mindset. I remember Atkins came out, I think when I was in, I want to say or like late middle school, early um, high school, my grandmother, I remember people around her were doing it. So she was doing it. And then I learned, I didn't even know like the cabbage soup diet thing was a thing. I heard about that from, I think my mother-in-law and just like, I was like, are you kidding me? So this is not a new thing. Now we have social media. So we hear about them all the time, but this is not a new thing in women's culture. You'd have to Google the cabbage soup diet. It was essentially you're drinking cabbage soup for X amount of time. And now they make products where it's heard it's like space food that it like you put water on it. And it, I, I don't know. It's just wild. But carbs, I totally agree because even when the Atkins thing came out, I was like, if I want to lose weight, I just get to pull back on my carbs. And here I am a growing adolescent playing three sports. Of course you need carbohydrates. Even now as a woman, I'm not a three sport athlete, but carbohydrates fuel our brain and give us energy and fuel our muscles. But it's also about like, there is a difference between six cookies and blueberries. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. And of course, that's always a conversation too. Like, that, you know, the energy you're getting from various foods, you know, like, and that's, I, we usually do talk about like complex carbs, right? You want to get like a good amount of your carbs from whole foods, right? And those are really where you want to get a lot of your food intake is from those whole foods. But yeah, like social media, like you said, wasn't around, but like the magazines at the grocery store, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was the kid growing up and like, you know, you stand on the line with your mom at the grocery store and like every magazine was like, lose 10 pounds in 10 days. You know, it was just ingrained in you. And that's one of those things too, that like I see so many people struggling with just that diet culture. You know, they're doing all the things we've talked about. They're drinking more water, they're eating more protein, but they haven't fully like flipped their life completely upside down. And they feel like they're not doing enough. And I'm like, but you are. It's that diet culture mindset. And that's like, I feel like I'm going off on a little tangent here, but I do feel like, you know, New Year's is coming up, right? So everybody's like going to dive in and it's going to last because they literally went from this day to this day and decided that they were going to change all of their habits. And it just doesn't work like that. You just don't want to change like 
So, you know, just celebrating those small little moments that they have, like, and helping them to realize that you don't have to restrict all of your favorite foods. You don't have to eliminate things. We actually work a lot on adding. Like, what could you add to your day and to your diet? And I don't love the word diet because I think it associates... Yeah, but diet is diet is what we eat. But yes, we associate diet with culture, so... Yes, yeah. So yeah, when I say diet, I mean like the foods you're putting in your body, not necessarily... Going on a diet, yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. But yeah, like what could we add to your day? Like what could we do that's going to enhance your energy. Your brain fog might go away if you eat more carbs, right? Can we drink more water? Can we get more sleep? You know, so all of those things I think are huge when it comes to really making like sustainable changes that aren't just going to be like quick fix and then you're back to where you started. Do you make individual nutrition plans for people? Because I know that's a huge, I, when I've listened to one of the podcasts I listened to, like her big thing is she wasn't going to give up X, Y, or Z. And her nutrition coach was like, you don't have to. We're just going to build it into like, you're going to have this after your workout or you're going to have this after whatever, and you're going to compromise here. And that would be something for me, like you couldn't take chocolate away from me. Like I need to have at least one small bite of chocolate every day. I don't want to have it fully taken away from me. So you do that. You do nutrition, like individualized nutrition plans for people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like all of my one-to-one is completely personalized. So there's like a general overview of like what I talk about with them. But then it's completely personalized, especially when you're talking about like somebody as busy as a mom, right? Like Mm -hmm. your style is just go, 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 go. And you're typically not the first priority, right? Like especially if you have littles, they depend on you for everything. And that's currently like where I'm at. Like I have a one-year-old, a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Even my older ones, they still depend on me for so much. So like I'm not usually the first one on the list. And so I need to make sure that you put yourself there. And and it so so going off of that, you are a busy mom to four kids. You have all these kids to feed. And where do you even start? Because I know food prep was a really big and planning was a huge part of my life when I started when I was working outside the home. It was definitely like prep as much as I could on a day and get it all done. So that way the weeks were easier. So like I wasn't having to to think too much about it. I'm actually not against like if I was really being meaningful about something like I could eat the same thing for five days as long as it's like easy and fast or whatever. And you can just let me play with spices, etc. But I'm trying to get back to work. I'm trying to save time. Is like food prep where you start or in planning? But like if you're a, you know, a crazy busy person, what in a, even you, I mean, you stay at home, but we know it's chaos. It doesn't matter. Uh, you have four kids. Where do you even start? Right. So I honestly, so it really depends like where they're at, right? So some clients come to me and they're like, I hate cooking. You know, some clients come to me and they're like, I love cooking. I just don't have time for it. You know, so that's really like, you know, where are you with your culinary skills? first of all, and then do you have any time, right? And if they have a little bit of time, I usually talk about like batch cooking, right? Like on a Sunday afternoon or literally like whatever time during the day, even if it's like maybe maybe 6 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, do you have 30 minutes? Could you make a big batch of rice, right? Like, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you come home with your veggies, just leave them on the island or the counter so they're there, right? They're in your face. And before you put them in the fridge, you chop them up so that they're ready to go for the week. Because that for me is like a huge time saver. Because, it's just, you know, it's like what's the last thing you want to do? You're like in the middle of, you know, like your kids are running around. They're trying to do their homework. And then you're trying to like chop and prep veggies for dinner. That's usually going to be the last thing that you're like, I need to get done. Right. So if they're already chopped, 
you just have to take them out of the container or the bag. And I love an air fryer. I don't know if you have an air fryer. I don't. I know. So I, oh. In a way, I almost need to get one. But my like oven apparently maybe can be converted. I don't know. But I see so many people that are like, they'll have, you know, sweet potatoes or you name it. And it's all chopped and ready. And they just like drizzle some oil on it and throw it in the air fryer. I'm like, you know, I really could consider that because I feel like my oven just takes forever. And the the chopping thing, I definitely can appeal to because if if it's like already chopped and ready to go and you can just drop it in an air fryer, drop it in a pan, drop it in the oven, it just makes life so much simpler. You you don't have to overthink it. And I think sometimes our mental fatigue or decision fatigue as mothers is just like, I don't want to make a decision about what we're eating, but you know what? Like that broccoli's ready to go. We're having broccoli. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. And even along with that, like I don't necessarily prep all of my meals for the week, but when I have a list at least of like five meals that like I know I have all of the ingredients in the house and I could put together. That's game changer, too. Like there's weeks where it just doesn't happen. Like my kids play sports. I feel like my weekends are busier than my weeks. But if I could at least have five meals written down on a piece of paper and know that when I went to the store, I bought all the ingredients or maybe I even have them in the house. That is like mental load is just so much better because that's the worst feeling in the world when like four o'clock rolls around and you're like, I have no idea what I'm making for dinner. Like, Do you have some go to like my go to use? I always keep things around for spaghetti because like, mm -hmm. like for two of my kids anyway, and my, my husband and I often like we'll do spaghetti squash. So that's easy and really affordable. I also keep stuff around for cheeseburgers because if I make homemade cheeseburgers, my kids like it's just a top thing and usually like chopped veggies or like they like the, I put them in a, it's a mixture or whatever. And I'll throw that in a pan. I always try to have like chopped squash or something like that ready to go. Cause we'll just do like squash and steak and call it a day or like chicken and squash or whatever, like really quick. Do you have any go-tos that you really like? Those are, those are probably my top three. Yeah, no, those are awesome. Yeah. So pasta, I love like Barilla makes like a higher protein pasta. Mm. I love that. Cause like, I love whole wheat pasta, but then my kids would be like, it's brown and I'm not eating it. So like this pasta looks very like normal pasta, but it has a little bit more protein. So like, yeah, a lot of times I'll do that. And then I always have tomato sauce frozen in the freezer that I had already like made. So I pulled that out. So yeah, that's like a go-to, you know, meatballs that like have already been made. So like when I'm making something like, let's say a meatball, I'm like, I'm just going to make a whole bunch and then freeze some of them. I know a lot of people who do that and I need to do that too. Like if I'm going to make a meatloaf, make two. And then that way you just freeze it. And then on a crazy day, you're just like, oh, yeah, I can just put that in the oven. <laughs> yeah. So like if you already have something frozen and you have pasta and sauce, you know, even if it's out of a jar, like it is what it is. And then, you know, your veggies are like chopped. And so it's like you can easily kind of throw something together. So I didn't eat meat for like 12 years. Wow. Maybe. I just recently started eating meat again, simply out of like convenience, honestly, because like my kids eat meat. But like when I don't eat, like it just got to be a lot. So I was like, all right, something's got to go. So the crock pot has been like game changer too, where like, you know, you can just throw it in the crock pot in the morning. And then dinner rolls around. I've been making this like shredded chicken thing. And if I already have rice in the fridge made and I have shredded chicken and then I have cho veggies chopped and I throw them in the air fryer, I could like make a plate of food in like less than 10 minutes. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So the crock pot, I mean, and like I said, the air fryer, but... Did you like to cook before or do you like to cook now? Or are you just not into cooking? Like I, I, I developed a love for cooking because I have celiac disease, so I can't have gluten. 
So it became like, well, you can't eat out. Even if I if I wanted to eat fast food, I couldn't. Um, and so in it to eat all prepared foods, especially gluten free ones, it would be more expensive than anything. You also have kids that are in the sport era. So that's also hard. Even if you love to cook, it's not like your weekends are free. Yeah, no, I do, and I do love to cook when I have like pre kids or leave it like when my like olders were like little, little and they would go to bed early. Like I do. I do enjoy cooking. Now it's just it's hard to really cook. But I feel like the more simple something is right now. And if like we have time, if there's like a Saturday night that rolls around and like Saturday is not as busy, I'll be like, OK, like there are certain meals that I'll be like, that's a weekend meal. Or that's like a meal where like I know my husband is home because it's fancy you know, it meals. Pilot. I always let like, oh, that's a little yeah. fancy, but it's a weekend. So I have an extra t- extra time to actually make it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like for me, like risotto, for example, like okay. risotto, you literally have to stand at the stove and like stir it the whole time. So like I could never make that with my kids running around because who knows, you know, like it'll burn. But like if somebody's home and can help me, like, you know, so something like that. But yeah, right now it's just convenience and just like, you know, having things in the freezer. That's what I would probably tell anybody. Like, If you have nothing in your freezer, that should be your first thing. Go to the store to get some stuff in your freezer so that you have stuff, you know, proteins, right? Get a whole bunch of chicken and freeze it and like, you know, either get a big package of chicken and then like divide it on your own or, you know, get the individual packets of like chicken that you could just freeze. Do you follow Clean Monday Meals on Instagram? No, you should. She has celiac disease. So that's probably where I got connected. But you should check that out because that's a good resource for people, too. She does a lot of that. Um, I forgot how many kids. She's got like three or four kids. They do happen to be gluten free. And her daughter also has type 1 diabetes. So they're, she'll give like crows and all that, too. But that's a great resource for people. Like if they're like, oh, great. But like, how do I prep the chicken? She'll do like, you know, the marinades or whatever. And you do this and get the chicken ready. So that way it's like you drop it in a crock pot and it's easy and ready to go. So that's a really good. I think she has an app, too. That's a good idea to like stock the freezer because especially if you're crazy busy, it's just something quickly to grab. What about snacks? That's a struggle. I get on the struggle bus with snacks because I I have to have, I'm still breastfeeding as well. So I I have to have extra calories and snacks. So what are your go-tos for for snacks for people? Do you have go-tos? Yeah, I actually, so I encourage snacks with my clients because I think, I think growing up snacks always got such like a bad rap, like you shouldn't snack. And then when I started really like dialing in on my nutrition and really starting to focus on making sure I'm getting in like my proteins, my carbs and my fats, snacks were really helpful to make sure that I wasn't getting like hangry, right? That I wasn't going from like 12 to 6.30 without anything to eat. So I do, I love snacks and I actually have like a whole like snack resource that I give out to my clients. So my like go-to though snack bar would be like an RX bar. They're just like super minimal ingredients. And I literally have them in like pocketbooks, pockets. I like find them like in like random places because I just put one anywhere because you never know when you're going to need a snack. So those are one of my go-tos. I love there's a brand called Built. They make protein bars and specifically their puff bars are like delicious. So like if you're like a sweet person that likes like candy bars, they're like marshmallowy texture with like a outside coating. And those are really good. I also just love like veggies and hummus. That's another go-to for me. How do you yeah. chomps? Do you know what chomps are? The meat sticks? Oh, you probably, because if you're meat, not not into meat that yeah. much. Yeah, no, I do know what they are. My husband eats those. He likes yeah. them. Um, my kids, my kids do those. There's also one, I think it's called like primal, primal chicken or something like that. It's uh, my kids do those too. And they're like chicken sticks. 
Um, and there's one that's like pizza. They get like some protein. I mean, they're not perfect ingredients, but at least they get like four grams. It's like four to eight, gra- uh, eight grams of protein, which is cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For kids, that's amazing. Hard boiled eggs. Do you like hard boiled eggs? You do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do like hard boiled eggs with like, I also love those like little applesauce pouches, like the ones that most like they're really meant the for kid- kids. Yeah. yeah. But like those, we always have those in our house. Those are like a good, like quick carb source. I love Oikos triple zero yogurt. I'll have that and I can add some like PB2 powder to it. Or there's like another peanut butter company, American Dream Nut Butter that I love. They have higher protein peanut butters because technically peanut butter is a fat, is not really a protein. Mm. It's like, you know, so, but these have more protein than a typical peanut butter and they're flavored and they're really good. Or I'll make like sweet potato pancakes or pumpkin pancakes or something, some sort of muffin. Like in the fall, I'll make like a pumpkin cream cheese muffin. That I do all- that too. I do like pumpkin. I'll do like pumpkin blueberry or that. Those are or banana, uh, banana breads or something. Like I love to bake and those are good little snacks that I'll be like, okay, you can have your meat stick and then you can have a muffin because then they're getting like the pumpkin. Pumpkin has great sources of vitamin A and it's great source of fiber and all those things. But I like them to have like the protein first, just because if not, they'll eat 17 muffins. And that's just that's just what little boys do. So you have a course that's starting. And depending on when we launch this too, it may be have already started or it's going to come out. But can you just tell us like, what's your course going to be out about? Congratulations on that. Because I know it's just a lot of work, like having four kids, being home, finding space for yourself to be creative, create this because this is what you want to do for clients. So congratulations, even just starting that. It's hard work. I know it is. So, but tell us what your course is going to be about. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So it's called Nourished and it's a busy mom's roadmap to empowered wellness. So I go through basically, you know, relationship with food, finding joy and movement, really just kind of like dialing in how to create sustainable changes right, that are not going to, like I was saying before, like not going to flip your world completely upside down, but they are going to move the needle for you, you know, because you don't need to make drastic changes, you know, and really like as a mom, figuring out how to do that and how to incorporate your kids even, you know, like so many moms are like, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have an hour. You don't need an hour, right? Like you could do a quick five minute, 10 minute workout And that's great. You know, and I think utilizing like at home workouts is really great. That's not like a part of it. I don't really have I don't do the workout part of it. But, you know, just encouraging that that it's okay to just do small workouts or take a small walk. Or if you only are drinking 10 ounces of water and today you could drink 12, that's something to be excited about. So really just, you know, understanding how to properly nourish your body and figure out how to make sustainable changes and gain a better relationship with your body. And as a mom, especially be appreciative of what your body has done for you. You know, and I I know that that could also have like some stuff surrounding it, you know, but, you know, like at the end of the day, like you're still raising these little people and your body is still getting you up out of bed every day and you're there for them. So like just celebrating that and yeah, really just like gaining a better relationship with food. And even earlier, like I was saying, like being comfortable with going places and enjoying the pizza or the cupcake or the cookie and not having that guilt and shame surrounding it. Because I just think life is too short to not enjoy the cookie. Yeah, to not enjoy the cookie, right? You know, it's sort of like, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too, right? Because you can, like you can do that. So I guess like, yeah, like in a little nutshell, that's kind of what the whole course is about, you know, 
think about your health and your wellness, but still enjoy what you're doing because you don't have to be miserable. And if you're miserable, it's not going to last anyway. Well, congratulations again, because I, I know it, it's hard work. People don't understand. The creativity uh, is the fun part. It's the like tech part and getting it all together, <laughs> like marketing. It's just a lot. So congrats. Yeah, because like it really is coming from like a place of like, love. I love that. And I will put your details in the show notes, but your Instagram is at Nourished Mom Wellness, correct? And your website will be linked as well, but it's Rachel and E-L-Y coaching. Is it Eli or? Ely. Ely, Ely, but it's in its E-L-Y. So Rachel e with an E-L, but I'll have that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Rachel. This is awesome. And this is your first, this was your first podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. And and we will hopefully talk again soon. This was great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening in today. And I hope you'll be back. Stay curious, stay humble, and always lead with empathy. Please also take a moment to share this episode with someone, this podcast, write a review or comment on my latest Instagram post at hollylogan underscore health. Thank you. Have an awesome day.